Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Are you a lifelong fan of General Hospital? Are you a new fan who wants to know more about the history of the show? Do you enjoy talking about the show with others? Do you find yourself yelling at the TV? Is your self-care an hour a day in Port Charles? If so, we invite you to join hosts Amanda Kimmel and Shannon Coach at the place where all the hidden conversations take place and secrets are revealed. Meet us at Pier 54, the podcast. Hi, and welcome to the May 2nd episode of Pier 54 podcast. Today, we're going to do part two of the general hospital history of the Weber family. Last week, Amanda filled us in on the Webers from, well, they weren't around in the 60s, so we actually only covered the 70s and 80s, but they had a lot going on during that time. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, go back to the April 25th episode, take a listen to the 70s and 80s of the Webers, come back and join us from the 90s through today. And let's just jump right in because- Tell me more. I want to hear it. My gosh. So I think that, and we talked about this a little bit last week, that we both really expected more from the Hardys, but then we found that so much of it was in the Webbers. Yes. You know, and you told me some things that just totally blew my mind that I didn't, I didn't realize that Laura has like two brothers that we never, never even hear, hear about. about. Yes. But I also did the same thing as you and really, 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 really tried to Stick keep with the it to just the Webbers. Like if it did not directly affect Laura, I mention it, but I don't go into it. Yes. We definitely need to, I think, do the Spencers next. Oh, definitely, yeah, because that was so hard, because everything with Laura, then yeah. leaked into Luke, and then it went on to Luke and his yep. many excursions, and I was like, nope, nope, no, can't no I can't this. go there. So yes, Spencers and definitely need to be next or yeah. next, next, if not next. 
Well, I definitely, so Spencer's I think should be next and then the Cassidy's. Yes. Because then that just kind of wraps up that package and right. we can just move yeah, on covers- to other families and yeah. go from there, I think. Who knows? So we will see where this takes us. So today I'm going to talk a little bit differently though. You did a really good job of sticking with like the 70s and then the 80s. The thing that I discovered in my research is that Laura has some major storylines from the 90s through today and Liz has some major storylines from the 90s through today, but they don't go together over a lot you know a lot of stuff happens to Liz while Laura's gone so there's not like yours had a lot of like Leslie and Laura yes work together or were in the same storyline that didn't happen so much here and I guess I really thought that it did because of Lucky and Liz right which has nothing to do with Laura even though it's Laura's son and before we get into it so Laura is Rick Weber's adoptive daughter yes Elizabeth is Rick Weber's brother Jeff's biological daughter Right. So she and Laura are cousins through adoption. Yes. So therefore, she and Lucky are also second cousins through adoption. But that's just something we're going to ignore for this because the for through adoption part is what makes it okay. But again, as we keep saying, blood is not the only determination no. in family. And so no. I feel like no. shouldn't have happened. But I- no, we wouldn't have the great love story that we did if they would have stopped it there. So very true. We wouldn't have a lot of things. So, but yeah, so I'm going to talk about Laura first and then Liz and then Leslie is sprinkled in throughout the, she's actually in all, both of them. And then there's a couple other people that are on the family tree, but like super salt, small saplings. Well, I guess they're sapling if they're separate, but yeah, I guess they're saplings. They fell to the ground by themselves and have <laughs> their own little thing going on. And we're just not sure what's going on. Okay. So we'll talk about them last. All right. So the Weber family actually took a break from the show for almost 10 years, which is kind of crazy. From 86 when Rick left until 93 when Laura comes back to Port Charles with Luke. But they actually sent Lucky ahead of them mm-hmm. first. And he was staying with Aunt Ruby. I love Ruby. I loved her. And they were on the run from hiding from Frank Smith. And shortly after, Laura tells Luke that she is pregnant with their daughter. And when she is born, they named her Leslie Lou because at this point... We thought Leslie was dead. We thought Leslie was dead. So in honor of Uh, Leslie. And I think that the Lou comes from Lou. I'm not 100% sure, but but they call her Lulu as an alias. And to this day, that's what we know her as. Lulu becomes ill. And then we find out that Laura had another child at some point during your time while she was gone. But she was being held captive by the Cassadines. She has a son named Nicholas. Mm -hmm. And he comes into town and saves Lulu with a bone marrow transplant. Nicholas was originally born in November 1982, but he was 15 when we met him in 1996. So that puts his birthday back to 1981. But then he turns 18 in 1998. So that pushes him back to 1980. But then it's pushed back even more because Lucky is supposed to be younger than him. So Laura was married to Stavros from 82 to 83. Okay. So that falls in line. They're trying to stick. Yeah. Married to Luke from 81 to 2001. But she couldn't have been married to Stavros then. Right. It wouldn't have been a legal. Right. Whatever. And I didn't get into all that because I figured that was going to hit with the Cassadine stuff because that storyline got into the whole ice princess, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That was more of a Cassadine line. But like, I felt like that was important to kind of note just because like they're coming back with one child and then supposedly during the same exact time, she's having another child that saves her daughter. Yeah. So they also find out, but it also has something to do with the fact because when they start diving into, well, how did Nicholas happen? Guess who they discover? Yeah. Leslie. Oh. She's alive. What? Okay. <laughs> 
So that there is a reason why I shared a little bit about that just because, I mean, and it happens, you know, we're like, all right, that could not have happened, but here's how they make it work. So in 1996, we find out that Leslie Weber is not dead, but she has been kept alive in a catatonic state by Stefan Cassadine, brother of Stavros, who had earlier kidnapped Laura. Leslie and Laura fake their deaths to hide from them, but then they come back in 1998. That's all that I got. <laughs> the information about a secret son causes problems for Luke and Laura and they divorce. So that probably would have happened closer to like the 1996. Laura gets back with Scotty for a little bit, but then she and so this is like when she comes back in 1998. Mm -hmm. Laura gets back with Scotty for a little bit, but then she and Luke reconcile. And in 2002, they remarry. Rick Weber returns to walk Laura down the aisle Mm -hmm. and Rick is happy to see Leslie, but then he also starts flirting with Monica. Rick, get it together. Didn't you learn back in the 70s? What are you doing? But then like right before the wedding, I guess, Laura starts having flashbacks and remembers that in 1978. Ah, thank I had it written down. Sorry. Good job. Um, In 1978, Rick was having an affair while he was married to Leslie Mm -hmm. with a nurse, Teresa. Laura walked in on them getting together in the attic. Mm -hmm. My attic is super crowded and And just gross. I don't want to do anything in there. It's, you can't stand up. Apparently they didn't need to. I I guess I just answered my own Teresa gets pretty like, oh my. And Laura kills her with a camera. Oh. Through self-defense. Well, at least she didn't push Why did she have a camera? Mm, I don't know. I don't what know either. She, she was fine up there. I don't know. Maybe it was like an old one that was like sitting like Maybe. on a shelf and she Maybe. picked it up and, and she threw it at her. Or like or smashed her in the head or something. I don't know. I've never had one of my parents' lovers attack me <laughs> to defend myself. So I'm not sure exactly how that goes about. So we'll just go with that. <laughs> so back to 2002, though, Rick winds up sedating Laura because she starts to panic from this memory. Oh, okay. And while she's sedated, Rick is killed. Okay. When she comes out of her sedation, Luke tells Laura and she winds up having a psychotic break and Laura leaves the show. In real world, Jeannie Francis left the show because she was not getting paid the same amount as her male counterparts when she had been on the show longer. longer. We just learned last week that she pulled them out of potential cancellation. Right. Give the woman her money. Right, right. No, good for her for taking a stand too and leaving. Yeah. But then Leslie is devastated that she has mentally lost her daughter and also the love of her life, Rick, even though they were not together. Right. You know, that kind of bums her out. (laughs) (laughs) In 2006, Patrick and Robin were able to get Laura to wake up from her catatonic state and she was able to celebrate the 20th anniversary of Luke and Laura. Do you remember that? Oh, I do. When she was like, she was at least coherent but she thought she was still with yes. Luke and they celebrated the ceremony they were actually oh, able yes. to because they took over I forgot about this until my, I did my uh, research Carly and Jax were supposed to be getting married but Lulu talked them into po- postponing it so oh. that way they could use what they had already put in place right for Luke and Laura to yeah. renew celebrate their renew their vows yeah. celebrate their 25 years and right after, not right after, but soon after they celebrate with the ceremony, Laura does slip back into the catatonic state and goes to Shady Brook. In 2008, Laura comes back to help Lulu, who's having her own mental health crisis at the time. Again, something I forgot because she wound up in Shady Brook after she killed Logan, Scott's son, which we talked about two weeks ago during the Baldwin yes, family. Yes, yes, I forgot. Yep. So Lulu's already been here. Lulu already knows that she should go seek professional help. 
Yep, not in France. Yep, and that her husband would need to do the same. Right. Laura woke up to defend Lulu after Scott said that he was going to avenge his death, his son's death. Right. Laura had been coming in and out of her cataton- catatonia? Catatonia? I don't know. Sure. While And she shares this with Lulu while they're both in Shady Brook together, but she says that she hasn't really said that because she doesn't want to be, I guess, discharged because, okay. you know, medical facilities love to discharge people before they're ready to go home, especially mm-hmm. in mental health cases. Oh, yeah. That is a true life story there. So Laura basically fakes her illness for some time so that she can continue treatment, but she does come out to help defend Lulu to be supportive of her. Then she decides to go to France where she can undergo a treatment so she does not continue to relapse. And Leslie goes with her. Mm. Cameo by Leslie. France is the answer to all mental health problems. I know. Then in 2013, Laura comes back, meets Aiden at the time because she Mm. hadn't met Aiden yet. And she reconnects with Lulu. Lulu winds up being taken and held captive by Stavros. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And Luke and Laura share an adventure to go rescue her. She and Luke share a kiss, but she realizes that she needs to move on. So she goes back to Scotty. Is that really moving moving on? Thank you. That's not moving on. Thank you. (laughs) And they're married in May, even though. (laughs) Okay. So they get married. Scotty and Laura get married in May. Uh Leslie was not initially happy about the fact that her daughter married the man who killed her husband. Oh, because that was one thing that helped Laura get out of her catatonic state was that she overheard Scotty telling Lulu that he actually killed Rick. Mm. I forgot about that. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Jump back five years. Fast forward now. You know, Leslie's not happy about the fact that her daughter is going to marry the man that killed her husband. Right. That makes sense. So, I feel a little upset also. I mean, just a bit. However, she officiates the wedding. The wedding. Right. Mm-mm. So. I, no, I remember then being like, what? Right. Like, so. I guess she's supporting her daughter or whatever. That's. Taking it a step too far. Yeah. And then Laura decides to work with Lucy Co. to revive the Deception Cosmetic Company. Why is this not a real company? Why are they not peddling? Yes. Not peddling. But I mean, why are they not creating Deception Cosmetics? Especially since Michelle Stafford, who plays Nina, actually has her own skincare line. Right. Yes. I understand she was not on the show at the time. However. Yeah. I feel like it would make. They could have done something. Yeah. You know, or even just like an exclusive one product. Yes. Like that should be like a in lipstick the or nurses something. fall back. Swat back. Yes. Mm. But then Luke becomes gravely ill. So Laura has to take a step back. She winds up going to help Luke against Scott's protests. When she returns, Scott is filing for a divorce. So she goes back to Paris for her mental health checkup. <laughs> Kudos to her though, because divorce can be mentally challenging and yes. she could mentally exhausting and she needs to take care of herself. So then in 2015, she comes back, declares her love for Luke, but realizes that they cannot be together, but they do pretend to be together because Luke Lucky has been kidnapped. Yes. So Luke leaves Port Charles. Oh, this was their last adventure because Luke left Port Charles for good in 2015, Mm -hmm. which was hard. That was hard. Laura stays because she learns that Nicholas is keeping a secret about Jake Doe. And so she kind of wants to monitor that situation to make sure that I guess it works out. Laura sticks around for a while, but she doesn't have her own real storyline until Helena passes away in 2015. I think it was like that fall Mm -hmm. that Helena passed away. I don't know why they didn't kill Helena after before Luke left. Yeah. Yeah, that didn't make sense to because me either. The because the did not die. Right, right. And that would have only made sense to right. like have that all come together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Helena's will is read in 2016 and she left Laura a key mm-hmm. that sends her on that scavenger hunt or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, for what it means. So Laura hires a cryptographer who turns out to be Kevin. During the hunt to uncover all the meaning behind the clues, they wind up being held hostage in Windermere. 
A robber kills Nicholas and shoots Kevin. Kevin and Laura have bonded during this ordeal and she's with him through recovery and they sleep together soon after he has recovered. But then Laura learns that Kevin is writing a book about her adventures and she feels betrayed. So this is what I was talking about last week that Kevin has been super manipulative Mm -hmm. and we've never really, I'm a Kevin person. I mean, not right now. I'm kind of mad about this whole Franco manipulation thing, but it didn't occur to me until I was reading this. Right, like, he did he, the same thing to Laura for money. Was he writing a book about Franco? What the heck? Well, he, but he was using Franco's experience to help his psychotic brother, right, murderer brother. That's manipulation. So. He's not really the super nice guy that we've always thought he was. Oh, and then it turns out that the robber was Valentine, mm-hmm. who started threatening Spencer then. So, I mean, that it's been going on for like three years mm-hmm. that Valentine's been threatening Spencer. Laura takes Spencer to boarding school to protect him, but also to give herself distance from Kevin because of the betrayal. Mm-hmm. Kevin is later able to apologize to Laura. She accepts and they actually start dating. So they hadn't really dated before. They just hooked up. Around the same time, Laura learns about her granddaughter, Charlotte. And then we discover all that stuff, which we will talk about later. In 2017, Laura and Kevin are married. And guess who officiates? Who's that? Leslie. How many times can you marry your daughter? I don't know. And since their marriage, we've seen their marriage take a hit from the Ryan Chamberlain murders resurfacing. And now Laura is mayor of Port Charles. The one thing that I am discovering in our research, and I'm not sure if you're discovering it too, people stop writing after like 2017. Yes. It's like they wait for a couple years and then fill in the blanks. Right. And I'm like, why can't we be writing this real life so yeah. that we remember this stuff going on mm-hmm. that's really all that i have for laura from the 90s through today do you think i left anything out no i don't think so you got all the main points okay. there now let's move on to 1990 let's go back a little bit into 1997 when we are introduced to jeff weber's daughters sarah and elizabeth Yay. weber they grew up in boulder colorado with their doctor parents we know that jeff is their dad however there is conflicting information if their mother is somebody else or if it's this woman Carolyn, who he winds up going off to Sarajevo with, and that's why they come to Audrey's. Right. Because some places say that Carolyn is their mom. Others say that he is their, she is Jeff's new wife. And it actually, like I've seen family trees where it shows Jeff question mark and then mm. Sarah and Elizabeth so not sure we, and we've not seen them so we're not right. going to spend a lot I of mean, time. I mean he was away for all that time so it could be anyone. anyone's guess. Anywhere in the world. Right. So Sarah came to town first, followed by her bad girl sister, Elizabeth. I think that we talked about this before. Like, I remember the first time Elizabeth showed up, Sarah walked up on the porch and Elizabeth is sitting there either like on a side swing or something, smoking a cigarette and is like, hey, big sis. And I mean, she was like a bad girl. So Sarah and Elizabeth are Jeff's daughters. Sarah had a semi-romance with Lucky. I think that Lucky had a crush on her. Mm-hmm. But then Sarah winds up falling for Nicholas. Mm-hmm. You know, they're brothers. Sarah was only on the show for a little bit over a year. And then she resurfaced in 2002. She's been mentioned from time to time. And as, you know, you mentioned two weeks ago that she's currently a pediatric cardiologist in California. Yeah. But I did see that she has a deceased spouse with no name. When did she get married? Why do we need <laughs> to say that she has a deceased spouse? Right, if we don't even know their name. And I don't remember Liz ever being invited for a wedding. A or wedding anything. or in, I don't either. So I don't know. But he's dead. I'm sorry what? for her loss. I know. I don't even know what to do with all this. So Elizabeth has been around for 22 years. Oh Isn't gosh. it crazy to think that she's been on almost as long as Sunny? Oh my gosh. Elizabeth and Lucky had a great friendship and it turned to a relationship of 
eventually. And their friendship really started in 1998 because Lucky discovered Liz after she had been raped. Mm -hmm. And he really helped her get, you know, the help that she needed. He took her to Aunt Bobby to get treated and the rape kit and everything. You know, we talked about this when they showed it as a flashback during the um, nurses or the anniversary anniversary episode that they did a really good job at portraying the not just physical aspects of the rape but also how elizabeth struggled to heal you know as she walked through the many stages of grief and everything from it you know they didn't just have her okay two weeks later i mean she really as would happen in real life she was really changed because of it and this is when we start to see her personality change too right so she stops the bad girl stuff um becomes more of i don't want to say she was uncaring beforehand but she she becomes more of the person that we know her as now. Yeah. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that Lucky was there to support her over the next year. So she was raped on Valentine's Day, 1998. Mm-hmm. She and Lucky get married on Valentine's Day, 1999. Wow. So I like the fact that they changed a horrible day into something really positive. I didn't really realize positive. that it was that quick, though. Neither did I. Like, to me, they were still so young. Yeah. Wow. But then shortly after. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, it starts. <laughs> So Lucky's presumed dead a few months later and Jason helps Elizabeth with her grief. Was that the fire? Not to get into the sensors. Oh, it might've been because I didn't go down there. Okay. I I stayed on it. That makes me think that's what it was because he was Mm. presumed dead for a while. He's been dead a few times. Yeah. Yeah. And then in two, but then in 2000, it's found out that Lucky is actually still alive, but then he pushes away his parents and Elizabeth. She and Lucky try again, but she stops their wedding because she doesn't think that Lucky loves her. And he's actually been brainwashed by Helena. Leslie has been present at the 1999 wedding and then at the 2000 wedding. Does she officiate this? No. <laughs> No one asked her to officiate these. So then I'm kind of just going to move through this real quick. And I just, I have it in bullet points because yeah, it's the quickest way for me to stay on track here. 2001, Liz gets kidnapped and is trapped with Xander Smith and they are together, quote unquote, together. Wink, but wink. that was so wrong because he was Emily's. But they thought they were going to die. I don't And care. so you have to sleep with someone before no. you die. No, not if it's your best friend's man. Listen, no. it was before they were going to die. No. So I agree with you. <laughs> If I think I'm going to die, can I sleep with your husband? No! (laughs) No! (laughs) No. So, (laughs) you will die. (laughs) It was Uh, an accident. I'm sorry. We thought we were going to die. It's okay. No. (laughs) But that's just what the thing said. And then she tries dating Jason, but he lies to her, so she breaks up with him. Wow. That's a little hypocritical, no matter what the lie is, but okay. Right? 2003, Liz falls in love with... Here's the thing that I am the most amazed at right now, is this is year after year. Like, I think that you and I are both like, no, she and Lucky were together forever. And she wasn't with Rick for another 15 years. Nope. Three years later. Wow. Liz falls in love with Rick, gets pregnant and miscarries. And Rick blames Sonny. So he kidnaps Carly because she's pregnant. Liz finds out and divorces him. Remember the the room? That was such a good kidnapping. It was a really good kidnapping. You're right. Because he (laughs) also had the- If I ever get kidnapped, I hope it's as good as that. And he had the the system and everything. He was watching her and all that. Yes. That was great. So then in 2003, she sleeps with Xander again and gets pregnant. But at the same time, like right after she got back Rick, but then she divorces him again. Maybe Xander wasn't with Emily the first time. I believe it was the second time. Okay. I think. Either way. But we haven't gone there. Either way, you're still not allowed to sleep with your best friends. Nope. But okay. Nope. But she winds up divorcing Rick. In 2004, Elizabeth gives birth to Cameron. And that's when she decides to become a nurse. 
So that makes Cameron 15. Mm, so he's appropriate yes. now. Yes. We talked about this because mm-hmm. they held him back for so long. Yeah. And then in 2005, Elizabeth and Lucky get back together and they have money problems. So she decides to be a surrogate for Jackson Courtney. <sighs> And she does miscarry. And there's a really beautiful video on YouTube. And this is how I actually remembered this storyline because Jackson Elizabeth plant a tree together in honor of the baby because she's struggling with it and he's struggling with it. Courtney isn't as much because she's moved on with Nicholas, Nicholas. you know, and not saying that she didn't grieve her child. Right. Just Jax is left alone. And right. So and he it was and Elizabeth, whole custody, it was going to be like a custody, whatever. So Courtney was right. kind of probably like yeah. already emotionally preparing for that. I don't want to get too far into it because I don't want to go to Spencer yeah. land again. But was the money problems because of Lucky's drug problems? Not yet. Okay. I forget why it okay. is. And, but that could be a Spencer that right. we could find yes. out. But side note, did you know that Rebecca Herp? Herbs or whoever plays Elizabeth, I can't pronounce your last name. I'm so sorry if you're listening to this because I think that you are, but I can say his name, Inga Rademacher. Mm-hmm. Did you know that they dated? No. Yes. No. Yes. And her husband in real life mm-hmm. is Juan. Mm-hmm. I know. Didn't I know that. that. You didn't know that? No. Oh my God. They have the cutest. Okay. Well, yes. We're also going to have to do like just the actor. Because I started that thinking about this. Like... I was like, when we're done with all the family mm-hmm. histories, what are we going to talk about? But I mean, we definitely have a lot of personal history that we can talk about. We have their care, like we have their Still, the actors. Courtney felt too young for Jack. So in real life, Elizabeth feels too young. Mm-hmm. You didn't think that felt too young? Because in my mind, Sunny, Sunny and Jack are the same age because they're both, they both married, married to Carly, Carly all the yeah. time. And Courtney is Sonny's younger sister. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. I'm yeah. sorry. I can take you too many places. No, I don't but that's, those are all good points go that ahead. we will totally talk about. But just not today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 2006, she and Lucky remarry again, and he suffers a back injury, gets addicted to painkillers, wow. has an affair with Maxie, which Liz Ugh. finds out about. So she goes and sleeps with Jason, becoming pregnant. Ah. Lucky thinks that the baby is his. Elizabeth divorces him. He vows to get clean and he does go to rehab, comes back and they remarry before Jake is born. But then Lucky finds out that Jason is Jake's dad. They get divorced, but they don't tell Jason. Although we do know that Jason does find out and does agree that Lucky should be raising uh, Jake as his own to protect him. That pregnancy too. I know. I can't wait to get into all of this. I know. It's like reminding us of all these things. And then in 2007, Jason and Liz do start a relationship and they actually get engaged, which I totally forgot about. But then Jason says that his life is too dangerous and calls it off. 2009, Elizabeth is poisoned with a biotoxin and Lucky is there with her to get her through it. So they get back together. But now she's attracted to Nicholas (laughs) and they have an affair. Yeah. Yeah. I always thought that was the stupidest thing that they ever did. No, she would not have done that. Right. Especially not to Lucky or Emily. Yeah. You're right. Right. But then she becomes pregnant and Helena switches the paternity test to say that the baby is Nicholas's. In 2010, Aiden is born and is eventually kidnapped by Franco when he was played by James Franco. Franco. James Franco. Uh, by who? You know, that's where he got his name. So then Liz thinks that Aiden might actually be Lucky's and she gets a new DNA test to prove it. But in 2011, Jake runs out in front of a car and is killed. So Liz keeps Aiden's paternity a secret because in the meantime, Lucky has gotten remarried. In 2012, Liz dates Ewan after he rescues her from drowning. But then he kidnaps her because he's working for Jerry Jacks, which yeah. then Jason shoots Ewan while rescuing Liz and 
and Ewan dies. I forgot that. Uh-huh. In 2012, also, Elizabeth and Sabrina and Felix resurrect the nurse's ball, which we have to take a look at and see how long was it. Right. How not... did the 25th anniversary if when it wasn't on for? Yeah. So we're going to have to, when we do our nurse's ball history. Oh, we will. We will so if we, if we time this right, we might be able to finish up our family. We'll just take a break from the families yeah. and do the nurse's ball. Heck I mean, yeah. hello. But then in 2013, because we like keeping it in the family, she starts dating AJ Quartermain until he starts drinking again and she breaks up with him. But then she reconciles with Rick in 2014 until Rick is believed to be dead. You know, these soap operas get you saying things you never thought you would say in your life. So then in 2015, Liz begins taking care of a car accident victim, Jake Doe, and they start dating. But then Rick returns to Port Charles and Hayden shows up on her doorstep saying that she is Jake Doe's wife. So Liz and Jake obviously break up and Rick is there to swoop in. Of course he is. I did not like him. I liked him at certain parts, but absolutely none of his romantic Mm -hmm. relationships. There were certain times that I did like Rick, but I mean, it was a day by day thing. And then it turns out that Hayden was actually hired by Rick and is not Jake's wife. Nicholas tells Liz that Jake is really Jason, but she decides to keep this a secret so that they can resume their relationship. They do eventually become engaged, but on their wedding day, Jake learns that he is Jason, so they did not get married. Mm -hmm. But they stay together to figure it out. And then they learn that child Jake is really alive and had been, you know, kept captive and all that fun stuff. (laughs) But then the Jason Jake Mm -hmm. (laughs) soon finds out that Elizabeth actually knew his identity the whole time and so yes. he breaks up with her because that's not good to do right and Please don't keep my identity secret no from me. but then in 2016 kid jake starts acting out trying to get his parents back together and so they decide to get him help and jake winds up being hit by a car again these this is poor kid. the whole weber family needs to stay away from motor uber vehicles. lift <laughs> i have a lift code <laughs> shannon 1130 <laughs> <laughs> Um, and during Jake's hospital stay, Franco, who is now played by Roger Hogsworth, is supportive of Elizabeth and really helps her cope with everything happening and offers to do art therapy with Jake as a way to process his emotions, which I do love art therapy. It helped us tremendously with my daughter's first in-home therapist. It really helped her to break through and get better at expressing her emotions by choosing colors and, you know, stuff like I that. I like art therapy, but I don't understand why Elizabeth never thought of that beforehand. Considering, considering she's, she's an, an artist? artist? Well, that's a whole other thing that just is, yeah. But eventually they begin dating. I totally agree with you because I've thought that also. Yeah. But I do like her and Franco being together for that reason alone because they can be artsy together. Yeah. But she still doesn't do her art stuff as much as... No, she didn't. Like, Franco's she studio was her studio back right. in the day. And yeah. she used to go there all the time. Yeah. And now it's like, no, she should still be doing that. Yeah. She should get back into that. Liz, pick up a brush. So eventually Liz and Franco start dating and Franco is the one who finds out that Hayden and Liz are actually sisters and tells them because I will talk about Hayden in a little bit, but they share the same dad. Then in 2016, we learn that Tom Baker, the man that raped Liz, is being released from prison mm-hmm. and Franco becomes super protective of her, you know, is really worried and eventually Tom is killed. Franco is charged, but it actually turns out that Tom's brother is the one who killed Tom Baker because he was afraid of what he was going to do. So right idea, wrong application. Maybe just go back to the court and say, listen, my brother should not be out. Right. That's, that's a very great area there. But so as we've mentioned before that it's taken Liz and Franco a few times to try to get married because then they try to get married again or no, the married the first time. Then we find out that Franco had suffered from abuse, had endured abuse from Harvey as a child. So she helps him heal. So it's a really nice 
nice because, you know, he helps her heal through. I do through. like their relationship. Yeah. And they finally decide to get married on Valentine's Day 2019. Which, which makes is me mad. and Lucky's Day. Yeah. That made me mad. And who officiated the wedding? Who's that? Not Leslie. No. It was Drew. No, not Leslie. It was Drew. <laughs> Drew, who was <clears throat> Jake Doe. Right. Because that happens. And how do these people get their officiant license? Because I feel They like get it online. I'm going to do that later today. You can. <laughs> so make some money on the side, girl. I just feel like that. Side hustle officiant. Wrong and weird, but okay. But then over the past two years, we've really seen Elizabeth and Franco forming their family, parenting together through the challenges. Finally did uh, actually get married. They finally did get married, you know, on Valentine's Day, which was Lucky's Day. I mean, maybe she was worried she wouldn't remember the day so I don't know and then you know and I just have you know that they're doing a really good job of you know Franco's really stepped in as a yes step quote-unquote stepdad but dad but then did you know okay but so that's all that I have to say about like Elizabeth, Elizabeth what okay. do you did I miss anything was there because again it was really difficult to not veer off anywhere right. no I think you covered okay did you know that Elizabeth was supposed to be written out in 2011 no and so many of her fans complained Aww. that they kept her on and there was a very brief period of time where she was played by somebody else I think that the actress was possibly having medical issues but then she came back oh, and okay. that's the only time you know and we see that every now and again like in Monica's case having a when, baby. She, has possibly, she has three kids yeah so now we're going to talk about the side siblings which are Hayden who was on the show from 2015 to 17. So she shows up in 2016. She pretends to be Jake Doe's wife. We talked about that. But during the scam, she actually meets Nicholas and they start seeing each other. That's how she learns Jake's real identity. Oh, yeah. Is from Nicholas because Nicholas did. After she and Rick are exposed as lying, she starts blackmailing Nicholas because... He knows who Jake right. Doe is. And after some time, they actually fall in love and get engaged in 2016. Hayden has no idea that Jeff is her dad. When she first meets Elizabeth, they actually hate each other. Mm -hmm. But then they find out that they're sisters. So they try to at least get some kind of relationship. Hayden was raised by Raymond Berlin. And he's in jail for 200 years after being convicted of a Ponzi scheme, yes. which exactly mir mirrors yes. Bernie Madoff. It did. Her dad ripped off a lot of people. So she changed her name from Rachel Berlin to Hayden Barnes. Mm -hmm. However, Tracy figures out who she is and blackmails Hayden. Hayden and Nicholas are married in Vegas. Liz eventually tells Nicholas that Hayden is Rachel Berlin. I forget how they figured that one out, but right. I'm staying on yes. Hayden's page. So then Nicholas gets mad at her and discovers that she has diamonds that are like tied to dad's dealings. Yes. So then he blackmails Hayden. Mm -hmm. Who's already black? Well, yeah, because we've already known that Jason is Jake Doe. So. Right. And then Nicholas winds up falling out of a window as presumed dead. Oops. Yep. In 2016, Hayden comes down with Blackwood Syndrome, which is what Finn was suffering mm -hmm. from, and it almost killed him. So he treats her, they fall in love, they become engaged, she leaves town pregnant. We've only heard from her once since when she sent a note to Finn this past fall saying, come meet us in Rome. And he doesn't. No, it wasn't come meet us in Rome. It was come meet me. Right, because she claims that she miscarried that baby. No, I thought that she said that they had... At some point, she had said that she had miscarried because that was why she left. Hmm. She was so devastated. I don't know if she's admitted yet that she's still pregnant or not. Well, she can't be still pregnant. Dear well, you God, I hope not. <laughs> That she had the baby. Okay. So we need that ironed out there. So then we also have Stephen Lars. Oh, God. Who we talked about last week under the Hardy umbrella. But he's actually Liz's brother. Mm-hmm. So. I liked him. I liked Yeah. Him. I liked them as brother and sister. They but, were cute. But the thing is, like, they never really had any stories together. No, he was just so, like, nice to her in general. Yeah. And nice to the kids. 
but he winds up, you know, Stephen Lars comes back in 2004. He winds up working as, you know, the chief of staff, which mm-hmm. we've, we've talked about. So I'm not going to go over yeah, that again. Yeah, he's in jail because of the assisted suicide. Right. But there is, but it does talk about Olivia. So in late December 2010 and early January 2011, Stephen organizes a trip sponsored by the hospital. Her sister, his sister, Elizabeth, allows Stephen to take her son, Cameron, on the trip. So they actually do have a little bit of a story. The bus going to the ski resort crashes. Both Steve and Cam are okay, but Olivia Falconeri is badly injured. Steve stays with her and keeps her alive. I don't remember Olivia almost dying, but okay. Mm, it's vaguely there. But so through all this, this is how Steve and Olivia get together. And then in July 2011, he is suspended indefinitely from chief of staff. Elizabeth had a breakdown after the death of Jake, and Stephen had assisted in the surgery on her ex-husband Lucky's new wife before she is ready. Oh, Stephen has her assist in the has Elizabeth assist in that surgery before she's mentally ready. Got it. And during the surgery, Elizabeth actually gives her the wrong medicine and she's almost killed. So there is like a little bit, like that's a little storyline, but it doesn't show up in Elizabeth's history. It shows up in Stephen Lars. Then in October, Stephen and Olivia throw a party for Patrick and Robin. Blah, 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 blah. I'm going to interject one second just because we were talking about this. Celebrity or CelebDirtyLaundry.com says, General Hospital spoilers tease Obviously, this is from well, a while ago. But General Hospital spoilers tease that Hayden Barnes' note to Dr. Hamilton Finn referring to unfinished business may hold a deeper meaning than to formally break up with him. Of course, he doesn't know that their baby lived, an important fact that Hayden left out when she bolted and left him standing at the altar. But why, after over a year, did she contact him now? And instead of sending the letter to him, put a note in the one she wrote Curtis. And then it goes on. To That's how we know that the baby's alive, because she tells Curtis. Did she tell Curtis that the baby was alive? All right, we're going to have to figure that out. I mean, I'll keep reading while you're doing okay. that. But I I was pretty sure that she had not told him okay. about the baby. But then in November of 2011, Steve recommends this Dr. Maggie and she comes to town. They reminisce about their time in Memphis together, but Olivia gets jealous, thinks that Maggie is trying to take Steve away from her. It actually turns out that Steve and Maggie have a secret and why he wanted her to come was to keep an eye on her so that she wouldn't tell the secret. It's later revealed that the secret is that they were both involved in the suspicious death, possible murder at the hospital in Memphis. And Steve tells Maggie that he learned that the the investigation into death has been reopened. In March 2012, Steve comes clean to Olivia about the secret that he has with Maggie and tells her that the patient in Memphis had been a young man doing a life sentence for murder and in a coma, and he had deliberately killed so that a 14-year-old girl could get a transplant to save her life. So it's different than what you said, because you said that he did assisted suicide, but this is, he actually is going to jail because he did kill this guy that was in a coma to save a 14-year-old a fourteen year old girl's life oh, yeah. for a transplant. Oh, yeah. What I have read made it sound like the patient wanted he was in a coma yeah but then in 2012, Stephen mother, Stephen's mother, Heather Weber, is released from Ferncliff under his watch. She causes a lot of trouble for Steve. So she's crazy. Mm-hmm. And then causes <laughs> problems for him and Olivia. Johnny Sakara finds out about the patient that Steve killed and blackmails him into helping Johnny sell organs on the black market. Mm. And Steve refuses. So Johnny calls the Memphis police and have him arrested. Good for him for not letting Johnny. Yeah. Dante goes to Memphis to help Steve, but he isn't released until until Heather kills Maggie, makes it look like Maggie killed herself. 
and was the only one responsible for the patient. But then Olivia gets suspicious of her and warns Steve about his mother, which I remember Olivia's Mm -hmm. like, do not trust your mom. Yeah. Bad news. And then, oh, Steve finds out that Olivia hired Damien Spinelli to look into Heather's actions. And then Steve gets mad, tells her that he thinks they should break up. Olivia tells Steve that she loves him. But then Heather injects Olivia with LSD. Do you remember that? Yes. Okay. And causes him into hallucinations. Steve becomes concerned that Olivia's hallucinations meant that Heather had escaped Frank Cliff again. And indeed she had. The latest two hallucinations were that Steve was hooking up with Sabrina and that he was ble- bleeding badly from his stomach. Steve said that the worst one might not come true because the shower vision hasn't come true either. However, Sabrina bumped into Steve with a big vase of flowers soaking him with water, which made Olivia think, oh no, it could be real. Heather survives being thrown from the pier, goes into Steve's penthouse. Heather takes Olivia at knife point, but Steve comes home. Steve is stabbed and rushed to the hospital, which is Olivia's premonition. He's placed in ICU. Olivia says that she wants to marry him now. Olivia gets Maxie to plan an eloped wedding in the ICU with Elizabeth as the maid of honor and best man. So like, that's really the only, the only thing that Liz and Steve have done together is she sent Cameron on a ski trip and now she's serving as his best man. He's going to officiate that way. Uh-huh. <laughs> So the pastor was in the by the power vested by when the Memphis police come in and say that Steve is under arrest and that he will not fight the charges and he will go to prison. So Olivia begs Steve to finish the wedding and get married. However, he says he will not marry her because it would be a bad start to marriage. And that is where we last see Stephen Lars. So yeah, that was a lot. That was a lot. I know that like he fell under the party line kind of ish right. but I mean he's Elizabeth Weber's brother so yeah. we're going to keep him right. under Weber what I learned was you know the Weber family really dominates more than the Hardy family does even though they're connected it does it all would not have happened if the writers had not produced an out of character affair for Steve Hardy to right. have occurred before the series yes. even started right. he slept with his best friend's wife mm-hmm. and that's totally out of character considering that he was only with Audrey the entire time that we knew him so I'm like Audrey who was with all hell yes we wouldn't have Jeff or Rick. So then we wouldn't have Elizabeth and the boys. Right. You know, we wouldn't have Hayden. Oh, the one thing that I said was that, so Franco is the son of Liz's dad's ex-wife, but is actually the son of Liz's ex-mother-in-law's ex-husband with her dad's ex-wife. Okay. Messed up. Yeah. <laughs> but there's no blood in there. That's right. So. And it's not as weird as Liz with Lucky. So. No. Hey. So that is all that we have for the Webbers. Was there anything oh, that, that... That was crazy. It, wasn't it? I mean, I knew that Liz obviously had had many different love affairs since she does have three kids by three different dads. But like you said, it felt like in that time period that her and Lucky were like together forever. Yeah. And then as you're going through that... Oh yeah, he cheated with Maxie. Oh yeah, she was over here. Oh yeah, she was over there. Like, ugh, it's crazy. Yep. So that finishes our two-part section of the Weber family. I think that we've decided next week we're going to talk about the Spencer family, yes. which will fill in so many of the gaps that neither one of us wanted right. to go down. So I am proud of us. <laughs> it for was so staying hard. on track because I mean I know I went off a little bit, but it actually mattered when it came to Liz. Yes. You got what was needed, I guess, because, yeah. All right. All right. That was it. Oh, but wait, isn't the nurse's ball coming up in the next week or so? Okay. So, all right. So we just finished up the two-part Weber. How about before we start the Spencers, we do a two-part series on the nurse's ball, maybe do a little history and do some of our fun. I know we were talking about like what our favorite 
things were. Well, I think we could do like a whole year on the nurses' ball. Probably so awesome, but yeah, definitely we'll need two parts. Yeah. Okay, so we'll take a little family history break, do two part series on the nurses' ball, and then we'll pick back up. Not promising the week after we'll pick back up on the Spencers because who knows where the nurses' ball is going right. to take us. Right. Um, I mean, that happened with the Webers. We wound up doing a two part series on that. So, all right, nurses' ball, then picking up the families again. Perfect. Join us next week for our recap. Have a good weekend. And we'll meet you at the pier. Bye. Bye. <laughs> well, we are both longtime fans of the show and remember a lot. We absolutely could not remember it all on our own. We'd like to thank the following sources for helping with the research of today's episode. SoapCentral.com, Wikipedia.com, ABC.com, YouTube, GeneralHospitalFandom.com, Revolvi.com, SoapZone.com, ABCDaytimeFandom.com. Logo designed by JD Coach from Ring the Bell Radio, a podcast about wrestling. If you enjoyed today's show, we invite you to subscribe and follow on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever you listen to. Also, please give us a review. This helps us know what you like. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And also, we're not perfect, so if there is something that we messed up or something that we missed, or if there's just something that you want to talk about, let us know by emailing us at peer54podcast at gmail.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Summer's just around the corner, so give your body the care it deserves with Osea's best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Created by infusing Andaria seaweed in barrels of botanical oils, it leaves skin silky soft and glowing. Plus, it's clinically proven to improve elasticity and deeply moisturize without feeling greasy. It's safe, clean, vegan skincare. Get 10% off your first order at oseamalibu.com with code GLOW plus free shipping on orders over $60.